everybody, this is Ben Reiser, Director of Operations for the 2021 Wisconsin Film Festival. I'm also head of the programming committee for Wisconsin's own films in this year's festival. And this morning, I'm talking to Emma Chang, who is the filmmaker who brings us a really fascinating experimental short called The Messenger. Hi, Emma. Hi. Hi, Ben. Thanks. Thanks so much for submitting this film to us uh, and letting us share it with our audience. Can you can we start by uh, uh, you telling us your background, where you grew up, how you wound up uh, in Wisconsin um, at the UW Milwaukee? Sure. Um, I'm I'm born and raised in Korea, and actually. Yeah, right now I'm here in Korea too, and yeah, I like since I was like seven, eight, I wanted to be a filmmaker, and I was just digging for that dream, and like my whole life was, you know, achieving that dream, and and that led me to. Uh, search for studying in America, you know, studying film in America. And yeah, so I was like doing a lot of research, like what kind of what kind of film school I have to go. And I eventually um, came to UWM because I knew that like UWM has a really good um, curriculum, I would say, for experimental filmmaking, which I mm-hmm. thought it would, you know, it would be a great fit for me. So, yeah, that's how <laughs> my life began as my as a filmmaker, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I I am curious as to what kinds of films. And filmmakers first attracted your attention, and and what was it when you were seven or eight years old that made you start to think you wanted to be a filmmaker, and then how you wound up feeling like your fit was in the world of experimental films. Um, it's really funny actually. I wanted to be a filmmaker when I was young because I became a huge fan of an actor. And I wanted to meet him in per- in person. That was the whole reason why I wanted to be a filmmaker. And and th- for that reason, I was like really a huge fan of like um, block Hollywood blockbusters, like Star Trek, even Transformers, <laughs> and and like watching a lot of films. I just fell in love with all the movies and movie industry but as i grew up i expanded my perspective i think i try to you know watch more um how like art house films and more mm-hmm. auteur films and mm-hmm. then growing up i wanted i I mean, I made my mind that I wanted, I want to 
um, express myself and I want to contribute to the society by making film. And yeah, and then I thought abstract filmmaking is a good way to portray my goal as a filmmaker. So I think I think that's why I fell in love with experimental filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who who was the actor that you first uh, were obsessed with? Um, it's really sad because he passed away. It, his name is Anton Yelchin. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was sad that he that he died so young and so tragically. Yeah. Um. Uh, so it's it's interesting I, when I watch abstract or experimental films, uh, I try not to get hung up on trying to figure out um, the meaning uh, and what the filmmakers trying to might be trying to tell me as far as a, any kind of a narrative, um, and I just sort of go with the images and the sounds and just try to experience them more like uh, you would look at abstract visual art. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, sometimes I get, I feel some emotions, but I'm not, I try not to get hung up with just trying to figure them out in some kind of narrative or logical sense. Um, And uh, and that's certainly true with The Messenger, where I love watching it, and I think the images are really striking. Um, And I know that, in your submission, you describe it as a journey of a young woman uh, exploring the unknown part of her, the un- her mm-hmm. unknown self, and I and I do get some of that, of course. I mean, that seems like yes, but I can't say that I understand um, all of the symbolism. Mm-hmm. Um, but I but I want to say that um, it's your film is immediately striking uh, in its location, and I'd love to hear more about this location or these locations where you shot in Korea but but especially that first scene where it's the concrete seems like a like a concrete cell yeah. and with this tree growing out of the center of it which is really I mean wow what a great location uh so much of your work is 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 already done for you when you're shooting in that location because it's so visually striking and it seems like it would be hard to get a bad shot in that location <laughs> so tell me about that place what is it where is it um, it was, it was just a, like a random cafe place. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I was, wow. Yeah. I was, you know, like, like in, in Korea, cafe is a, you know, is a thing, you know, like, what do you want to do today? Oh, let's go to cafe, you know? So a lot of cafes are like competing each other with interiors and stuff. So, I, I, as I'm staying in here, Korea, I wanted to use that as a advantage for me, like as for my filmmaking. So I was mm-hmm. researching a lot of places, and I found a really good place by my house. Not 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 really by my house, but like uh, a mountain by my house. There was a cafe. And I found that like concrete cell place, and I fell in love with that tree, you know. 
So I was like, well, well, let's go film there. And yeah, that's what happened. And so so I'm assuming that all of the interiors, the cell, and then later on we see uh, the woman walking through like a sort of more of a hallway. Mm -hmm. Um, That's all in that same place. Oh, no, it's a different place. The um oh yeah the last place the hallway and another concrete cell is um from my um how do I explain it's someone I know it's their place their um art gallery it was their yeah. art gallery and I asked them if I can film there and they um say yes generously so. Yeah. That's interesting to me that the walls, those concrete walls are so similar in both of those locations. Yeah. And then the ex- exteriors, I think maybe the first exterior that we see is that amazing sort of staircase that leads to like, mm-hmm. a doorway into into nowhere, into <laughs> into the air. Where is that? That is another cafe as well. That um and I want to go to Korea and hang out at these cafes. They seem amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're a lot, you know, like, especially that um, architecture, that uh, stairway to heaven mm-hmm. thing. That is, mm-hmm. you, can, you can see it in a lot of places, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, so when you say cafe in 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 Korea, is it similar to what we call cafe here in the United States? Is it a place where you can get coffee and, mm-hmm. and other kinds of drinks and maybe some light food sandwiches or things like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Stone Creek, Colectivo, those kind of cafes. Right. Yeah. Well, the Korean cafes certainly look a million times cooler than like Panera or <laughs> <laughs> or uh, <laughs> um uh. So, um, the first uh, sort of title card that we get is um, this quote. Maybe you can tell us where it's from, if you wrote it or from something else. A permanent fault is caused by not fixing the fault you have. Yeah. Uh, Actually, the two quotes from that film are from Confucius. mm. Yeah. So, that was one of... His quotes, <laughs> a lot of quotes, you know. Yeah, and um, before I get any further, I want to say that um, a filmmaker whose name that came up every time we talked about this film in the programming committee, and I think even Pauline wrote it in the notes in the description of the film that we have in the film guide, is Maya Darren. Mm-hmm. Is is she somebody whose films you'd seen and were at all influenced by? Um. I mean, of course, Maya Deren is a huge influence. I mean, I think anyone who's seen Maya Deren's film get will get influenced by her films. But actually, this film was not really. Um, it. I, I mean, I, I I can see the similar similarities from her films, but it's not like directly influenced by it by her films. Actually, I got encouraged by um, the film called Eight and a Half. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fellini. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I kind of forget why, but <laughs> <laughs> I it was not like more. It was not like influence, but it was a huge encouragement for me to go on with this project. Yeah. I want to talk about some of the imagery and symbolism that that we see a lot in this film. And there's the the character has one eye kind of taped shut, mm-hmm. um, and then like eye, an eyelash drawn yeah. on the on the gauze. Um, and then, of course, there are these uh, um, instances of of um, uh, an image within an image, like a square box with um, the character's face superimposed over her um, over uh, the the wider image of her uh, and and her torso, mm-hmm. um, and then these these sort of square boxes that pop up throughout. Can can you talk up? Can you talk about the what the what that one eye closed um, means to you in the context of the film? Um. So, like as you can see in the film, like the relationship of like protagonist antagonist in here, mm-hmm. it's kind of really complex. You know, like you won't understand who's protagonist and who's antagonist until the end of the film so Hmm. i think the i is when it was and actually like as it was a clue like to for my audience to think about like like who i mean the the relationship of you know protagonist antagonist and i just wanted to portray something like oh, that character got hurt, you know, or harmed Mm -hmm. in some way. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want it to, like, make her lose her eye, but, like, I just wanted to, um, you know, I I, I thought it was visually pleasing, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) and, uh, you know... That's what I love about abstract films is that you can really, I think, enjoy them, and 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 really be become immersed in them without actually knowing all of what the filmmaker's intentions are and what the story is in their own heads and what it means to the filmmaker. Um, that's something I really enjoy about abstract films, and I, that's something I really enjoy about your film. But if I'm understanding both the way you describe the film and what I'm seeing in the film. Um, uh, the, the protagonist and the antagonist in this film are both the same person. They're two two different sides of mm-hmm. of this person. Yeah. Um. And 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 she is, I guess, struggling to. Uh, w- one half of her is struggling to understand the other half, or they're in conflict with each other, and maybe the idea is to try to get them united into a a single, mm-hmm. whole person who understands all of the aspects of her personality i guess yeah that's just my sort of armchair yeah that was exactly (laughs) right (laughs) um here's what i here's what i want to ask you most of all about uh, technically about the film um there are some of these video effects like those boxes within the frame and 
that that are that are quite obvious and like okay yes this is this is this cool special effect that she's come up with um but but um on the other hand if i'm understanding correctly this is the same actress mm-hmm. who's playing both sides of this uh, both sides of this person mm-hmm. and and she's frequently in the frame with herself and and that that effect or that those images are are strikingly well done and and they're they're seamless and that you by the honestly by the end of the film even the second and third time I watched it I sort of kept thinking I don't know maybe she found a set of twins and it's actually two people in the frame it's so it's so seamless the way you're able to bring those two images together within the same background so I guess what I'm saying is this film has a very sort of sophisticated special effect of 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 superimposing uh, a second image of the actress in the frame with herself and then some very sort of like obvious like hey this is like a crude special effect and I'm throwing this in there and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to make it feel real or naturalistic mm-hmm. and can you talk about uh, about your idea maybe behind the differences between how how sort of natural and smooth some of those effects are and how sort of like in your face like this is an effect uh some of the other ones are yeah um uh, <laughs> it's a it's a it's maybe a weird question uh i guess i'm i guess i'm wondering well first of all how did you do how how hard or easy was it to to get all the choreography down and to get the two versions of your actress into that same frame throughout. Um, is it tricky? Uh, I expect it to be really tricky, but as a result, it was not. And I was surprised by it. Like I placed my camera standstill and, you know, like I taped it, I taped the monitor half and, try not to um mingle them too at the same time I mean like you know yeah that was that was my technique I think and um um since you're talking about the square effect like when yeah the square effect that's yeah yeah, when when we see the the drawn squares disappear, and mm-hmm. when the other half sees herself in the mirror, um, yeah, and there even seems to be a few times where it's not even when she's looking in the mirror, but there's sort of like that square. You put the one face in mm-hmm. a square over right over the other face. Um, yeah, so. The one who's looking into the mirror is looking herself only, uh, like her reflection only. Even though the other half is looking at her, like looking straight at her with flashing squares on her. So that was that was the um, that was what I was going for that shots. If, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like the other half, the um, black clothes 
have is literally trying to say like I'm here why are you don't you see me but the other half right is just looking at herself like the reflection of her and right and yeah that's why I wanted to use mirror in there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are there are there any there were a few shots where I wasn't sure if we were maybe actually seeing a mirror mm-hmm uh, with a mirror image as opposed to like a, a an added in video inside that mirror later on. Is that true? Is there at least one shot maybe where, no, I guess it couldn't be because it's the same actress, but there is one shot which when they're outdoors that almost, I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe this is, maybe this is a real mirror. Like you really are seeing her face in an actual mirror. Yeah, it was an actual mirror. And it, I mean, it's supposed to be, the all three are supposed to be the same actress, I mean, same character, but I use a different actress to hold the mirror. Ah, yeah. right. Right. Yeah, so that's, so there really aren't, there aren't two versions of her. There's really three versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you have that second title card about when there are three people, one amongst them is able to mentor you. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that phrase mean to you? Hmm. The reason why I chose that quote and why I try to portray that quote visually was um, because I, I mean, you know, it's basically from my personal experience and Mm -hmm. there was a time when I found a lot of myself inside of me and I wasn't on the, I wasn't like even noticing them you know and eventually later that unnoticed self of me t- um lectures me eventually about whether like like my life relationship anything you know so I think that um, unnoticed self who lectures me was the black clothes character. And that was the um, the teacher among the three people and on the quote, in the quote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, there's also some really interesting little very brief flashes of something on screen maybe only like one frame long uh that sometimes appear in the sky and there's also um these kind of marks that remind me of like hair or so or or, you know or or dust on the thing and can you talk about what you were thinking of with those marks and those little brief flashes um those are i mean the whole scene of that I did outdoor with three characters that was supposed to be like, um, kind of like framing frame or, um, flashback. So I wanted to Mm. put like, um, different vibe, I think. So I wanted to make it like a, you know, film effect, like, you know, like when you watch 
1635, like you get like all the dust. Right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. yeah, I try to portray that with my actual drawings. Yeah. Yes. That was yeah. that was what I was going for. <laughs> I like it. It's very cool. Thank you. So you made this film. So you are you still a student at UW Milwaukee? Mm-hmm. And but I'm assuming that when the pandemic hit you you went home back to Korea. Yeah. And then and then you were able to do school uh this past year virtually from Korea? Yeah, that's right. I was doing online classes. Yeah, online. Yeah. Um um so you so you shot this in Korea during the pandemic. How was that was that did that present any problems? Who who did you get? Uh it's Lahi Lee is the actress. Mm-hmm, yeah. Is she a friend of yours or someone you just found when you wanted to make this film? Um she's someone I know and actually she's way younger than me. She's a teenager. But I hmm. I just liked her visual and um yeah. yeah, I thought she would be a perfect model for this film. And yeah, that's why I asked her. And um when I was shooting that film, the pandemic situation was really okay, like super okay in Korea. Actually, mm-hmm. it got worse these days, but back then it was really okay. And and yeah, and since it was only her, that that actress showing on the frame, so yeah, like um. Yeah, health-wise, I think it was even well. <laughs> Have you been able to get a vaccine in Korea yet? Oh, no, not yet, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but are you hoping to come back to Wisconsin for, for next year's semester? Yeah, I I am hoping for. And hopefully I I will get a vaccine there. Yeah, yeah. I was able to get one a, a month or two ago. So yeah, come back. We'll, <laughs> we'll hook you up. <laughs> um, um, I also wanted to talk a little bit about the sound design. Uh, there's some really cool kind of ominous, menacing music that comes in. But but more than that, I was very struck by your use of stereo. Mm-hmm. There's a couple shots when she's walking from the left side of the frame to the right, and the the footsteps start on the left and then uh, go to the right. Yeah. How important is sound to you? I see there are some guitars in in the background. In the <laughs> room. Are you are you are you big into music and and sound? Oh no, not at all. I I think myself as a like worst composer ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the um the soundtrack the background music was actually from um garage band <laughs> that I used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it you know, it's really simple note and yeah. And the Foley words actually all the Foley words are from the internet, like free copyright like sounds. 
And so even those footsteps are from yeah, something you everything got on the internet. Is yeah. Like from free sound. And I'm so glad that you could hear the stereo. <laughs> I was it, it was a really, really hard work for me to, you know, put all the stereo differently. And yeah. It's great. A lot of most people don't bother with that with sort of student films or a lot of the films that we that are submitted. You know, I'm sure they I'm sure they're probably in stereo, but nothing quite obvious. And I was sort of delighted to be able to like feel <laughs> feel the footsteps as they go from left to right. It was great. Yeah, I I appreciate it a lot. Like I wanted to I mean even though that scene supposed to be the film and like different from other scenes i wanted to mm-hmm. put the sense of um realism by portraying the stereo like 3d stereo like as if mm-hmm. the audience is actually in there you know so yeah that's yeah. why i was caring a lot about stereo in a strange way at the same time it almost makes that shot feel even more dreamlike mm-hmm. in a way. Um, I don't know why, but it's just sort of, it puts you in that world yeah. and then makes you feel, made me feel anyway, like I'm almost in like a waking dream where mm-hmm. everything is heightened in some way that, you know, that these footsteps and the silence are, are really sucking me into that world. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. I mean, I just, I love your film. I think it's, it's got beautiful, beautiful, uh, intriguing, images and even if i don't understand all of the subtleties and the interior battle that this person is having with themselves uh it's it's really lovely to to look at and to listen to uh thank Thank you you so much for bringing it to the festival i wish you could be here i wish we were showing films in person um but next year Let's do it next year. We're gonna. I'm Hopefully. hoping we'll have an in-person festival this year and uh, next year. And yeah, send us send us the next thing you do, and we'll see if we can get you to Madison and get get to hang out. Yeah, I'm so glad, and I I appreciate so much that to have me in this film festival. You know, it, it's a it's a huge experience for me, and I'll never forget. Ah. <laughs> oh. Well, congratulations. It was wonderful talking to you. Thanks so much for spending some time with me this morning. Thank you so much. Bye.